Hey guys, welcome back to Tea with Gen Z, the podcast where we discuss the latest news by you and for you. In today's roundtable discussion, we will be discussing parenting styles and the way our parents raised us versus the way we want to raise our kids. I'm Dilal, and joining me today, we have James and Vinny. Hey guys, I bet you didn't think we'd be talking about parenting, huh? Hi, everyone. Yeah, this is a pretty interesting topic, but I think it's an important one. I think it's such a random idea, and it came to me in a spur of the moment. I remember I was talking to Vinny about possible ideas for the podcast, and for some reason, I just really wanted to talk about parenting because I just remembered all the weird things that I was doing as a kid and how my parents would react to that and how unprepared I am when it comes to having my own child in the future. I know when people say that in 10 years, we'll be parents, like when our parents say, you'll know when you're a parent and that's less than 10 years away. That seems so scary. Like I'm totally not prepared for that. Although the law bless your parents, I feel like being able to manage you as a kid, ooh, that's like a challenge. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm not de- not even going to deny that. I was a handful for sure. I was an extremely talkative child. I mean, like, look at me. I'm on a podcast today, so I'm still a talkative person. But as a child, any random stranger, any person, I would give them all my life story, all my details. <laughs> if I knew my dad's bank account number, I would have given it away. Anything. Any person wow. that talks to me, I would spill the beans immediately. I mean, look, if you still want to talk about your dad's bank details, I'm here. I'm here to listen. Ugh, whatever. Dalal, now that we're talking about doing dumb things as a kid, I want to know how you guys would react if your kids did the same dumb thing you did. Okay, let's actually start with you, Vinny. How do you think you'd react if your kid told you about their first crush? I love that question because I think I would be the kind of mom that would totally hop on board with that and like fangirl over their first crush with them. I think it would be super cool if I could like talk to them about what it means to have a crush and you know how to manage it. I was very open with my parents about my first crush. My mom was the first person I told uh, I told when I started liking a guy. So that openness was always there between me and my parents. And I hope that that's there with my kids too, because I think it's helped me form a healthy relationship with them. So yeah, I think it would be super cool if my kid told me about their first crush. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, I mean, I hope my kid trusts me enough to share these details of their life with them because it's important and like, like you said, it'll kind of be like a fangirl moment. But yeah, I hope like they don't think I'm embarrassing them or something like that. <laughs> no, but I think as kids, everything your parents do, you think they're trying to embarrass you. I don't think so. I remember I was not very embarrassed of my parents as a child. And there are a few instances where my parents really stepped up and did really cool things. You know, when your parents do cool things in front of mm. your friends. And you're always like, yeah, I have the coolest parents ever. I really, really hope my kid thinks that. And I don't think I'm like cringe or embarrassing because I'll cry. Like, I'm going to try so hard not to be. I know. I want to be a cool mom. All right, Dalal, my next question is for you. What would you do if you found out that your child was lying to you about something in their mid-teenage years? Uh, I honestly don't know how I'd react it obviously depends on the 
severity of the lie like if it was something stupid like them lying about not liking a sport that they're doing or not liking a hobby that they're picking up then I would be a little upset that they didn't confront me and like there would be a deeper reason in that situation for them to feel the need to hide it so it would also be reflective of my skills as a parent or my relationship with a child so I think I would take it to heart to be honest but I would use it as like a warning sign for myself and how I'm raising my kid rather than blaming them on like hiding something from me. I honestly love that. The fact that them lying to you would make you reflect that. I think that's really nice. Yeah, because obviously there's like an issue there. If the child is lying to me, that, that means they don't trust me or they don't feel safe telling me this secret or this issue. And I never want my kid to feel like that. I want them to be honest with me. I want them to be open. So yeah, it's on me, I guess, if they're lying. Unless it's something stupid, then I wouldn't care. Like if they lied about not liking... What if they lied about liking cheese and they like secretly love it and they, they've they been what acting they... like they hate it because I don't like it? What if they lie about liking One Direction? No, they're not going to lie because they're going to get kicked out of the house if they don't like One Direction. Simply. Mm. James is probably like what the hell are these people saying <laughs> uh, would you do the same kick them out if they lied about liking One Direction <laughs> no if your kid was lying to you <laughs> no I mean look I feel like your answer is is really makes sense look I feel like when it comes to parenting we need to have an open line of communication that's super important you know, them being able to tell you everything, you being able to tell them things too. So that trust needs to be there. So you're right. Like if someone lies, that's normally a sign of a lack of trust. And so that needs to be remedied. At the same time, I do want to say it sounds so simple over here to be like, if my kid lies to me, I'd reflect on my own parenting skills and do this and do that. But I feel like it's a lot harder when you're actually in that situation and you have that kind of power to do anything and you have to make your own choices on your own like who who are you gonna ask for advice in a situation like that oh yeah that's true for sure and I think like the important thing to mention for this episode is because none of us are obviously parents here like I'm 20 I'm (laughs) childless not looking to have children anytime soon same with James same with Vinny so the advice that we are sharing or the things that we are saying are no way a reflection of actual parenting skills they're just us hypothetically imagining these scenarios and like a light-hearted discussion so please don't take anything seriously and if any parents are listening they're probably laughing at us because they're like good luck when it's your turn we understand that and we agree Special yeah. shout out to all the parents, by the way. It takes a lot of work to be able to raise kids up, and we're not experts at it. So props everybody. Yeah, yes. for sure. James, I wanted to ask you. So I would say the three of us are all very academically um, motivated and very academically wired. So mm, okay. do you feel like, yeah, is that not true? I don't know. I mean, okay, just go for we're, it. It's fine. Let's we're go all ALD it. kids. We're That's all true. Okay, fair. honors kids. So 
how would you feel like if your child was getting sidetracked away from academics as they were growing? How would you react in that situation? Ooh, great question. First of all, <laughs> first of all, I'd tell them, look, I relate. I've been there. Uh, no, because honestly, this it's true. You know, like as kids, academics is not your number one thing. It's not your biggest priority. And I guess I grew up in a in a household where my parents didn't make me feel like it was academics or nothing, you know, where it's like, I need to focus really hard on just this one area. I was free to explore different areas too, sports, reading, or, you know, arts and crafts, or even playing games. And I feel like these are part of the development of, of, of children as well. So look, I feel like I would be a little more flexible. If they're being sidetracked by something they want to pursue, instead of restricting that, give them access to it, you know? Uh, and I feel like that sort of trust in them to be able to do what they want, hopefully, hopefully they can appreciate that and don't let go of their academics as well. Uh, but yeah, I feel like I, I don't believe in like restricting one area that they're interested in and redirecting them to another. I think a healthy, I think like a healthy lifestyle is being able to balance multiple things as well. James, I definitely think that you're onto something there because a lot of people don't understand that many kids have different ways of learning or expressing themselves and many kids mm. have different capabilities, of course. So I think that as long as our children are genuinely and wholeheartedly putting as much effort or like trying their best when it comes to their academics, their grades shouldn't matter. As long as they are putting the effort and trying and not taking it for granted, then it should be okay, right? Yeah. And that's the other thing too about kids. I feel like that's the stage when they should try out different things. I mean, obviously there's limits, but at that age, you know, try new sports, try new instruments, try new games, meet new people. I mean, that's really the stage when you're developing who you are as a person. And if you're not able to experience different things, uh, it's a waste, you know? You know, I love that answer. Uh that you guys gave about like letting kids explore different interests because I felt like I come from a very academically inclined family and I didn't get to do that as a kid and this question is tricky for me because I don't know what I would do as a parent if I found out that my kids were getting sidelined because I'm still very academically wired like I I, I freak out over A minuses so yeah, I don't know how to answer that, but Vinny, yeah, I like I that. think, Vinny, I think I'm on the same boat with you. Like I've been conditioned to think that academics are the top priority and it's something that's going to stay with me because like you said, I'm in university and I still cry over grades, which <laughs> is so sad, <laughs> but that still didn't stop my parents as I was a child from encouraging me to do other things. So there has been so many failed hobbies that I've picked up that my parents never stopped me from doing. And they mm -hmm. always encouraged me like countless number of instruments, countless number of sports, different clubs, different activities, anything I asked for, as long as it was not dangerous or like significantly time consuming or weird, they always allowed me to do it, which is something I'm really grateful for because 
I never felt like I was missing out on something in my childhood. Yeah, I agree with that. Like uh, when I thought of podcasting, I knew nothing about it, but my parents were very supportive of that. So yeah, I definitely want to instill that in my family, that sense of encouragement to explore and try out new things. Also, guys, I'm realizing that a lot of her answers almost echo the way that we've been brought up. I'm not sure if you guys have noticed that too, but Vinny's answers, for instance, kind of echo a little bit of the way that she is raised. I echo some of my parents' point of views too. Now, I'm wondering, what are some things that you've picked up from, from your parents that maybe you want to change or that you want to continue with your future families? I think that um I mentioned this before but since my parents were so understanding and they always gave me the freedom to do whatever I want um as a child something that I wish they did which might be a little controversial and if my parents are hearing this they're probably gonna get upset at me for saying this but I kind of wish my parents forced me into a sport more strictly or forced me into an instrument so that I could have stuck with that talent which is crazy to say I know but the second I started to lose interest in a sport that I was doing or an instrument. So like I'm talking mainly here ballet, which I did for a while and violin. So these are the two main elements that I'm talking about. I gave up on these, I think too soon. And I wish that I had someone to like, tell me that, no, you need to put in the work when you're a child, because it's easier to learn these things and pick these things up when you're a kid. So that's something that I wish I did. And I know a lot of people might disagree with me because you hear a lot of athletes or a lot of people who started off in their childhood saying that they wish their parents did the opposite because they didn't want to lose that part of their childhood. But I just wish there was a little, like it was a little more strict for me, for my parents. No, I think that's good. I feel like that's a very mature kind of response as well, because as a kid, you wouldn't think that you want your parents to force you into an area. But it's only now that you grew up or that you're a little bit older when you realize actually it might have worked out really well if I was forced into something. Right. Like I could have yeah. been a famous musician. Mm. I, I have to agree, even though my experience is different, like my mom really tried to put me into abacus and keyboard lessons. And I stopped both after a while, but now I want to play the piano and learn how to play an instrument. And I was like, if only I had stuck through with it, it would have been so great for me. So yeah, I, I definitely see where you're coming from. And I agree that's a very mature response. So I think one thing that I, uh, I picked up from my family that I really want to continue is the sense of acceptance and exploration of different cultures and religions so as a kid my parents allowed me and almost encouraged me to like celebrate different festivals Christmas Holy Eid um, and even read they allowed me to read the Bible the Bhagavad Gita the Quran and I feel like I picked up a lot of different ways of thinking from that and really gained the sense of love for diversity. And I want to continue that because I think it instills really important values in children that allow them to grow their mindset at a very young age. 
Vinny, I actually think that's a great way to raise a kid, you know, allowing them to be exposed to different areas and to learn about the world. Because look, we're all part of this big ecosystem, you know, different nationalities, different cultures. And it's good to be globally aware at a young age, too. And obviously, they're still there to guide you, you know. Mm -hmm. What about you, James? What's one thing you'd want to change or continue um, that you've learned from your parents and from your family? Ooh, for me, the biggest thing that I, I really love about my parents is like our open line of communication. Literally, we can sit down and talk about anything. Uh, in fact, actually, you know, as a kid, when my parents are scolding us or kind of giving us a lecture, my mom always makes an effort to ask how we're feeling or to kind of inquire about, you know, do you agree with what I'm saying? Uh, do you have anything that you want to say that's different? And I feel like that itself affected our relationship in a way where I'm not afraid or hide, where I'm not afraid or I need to hide what I'm feeling. So I feel like that's something I really want for my future kids, that open line of communication where like, look, even if we don't look eye to eye, I want you to still be able to tell me this. Uh, and I feel like that made us closer because it's less of a hierarchy and more like we're just friends, you know? And I think that's such an important bond to have with your kids. I, I honestly love that. That I think is very, very rare um, in my culture. And I've always wanted to have that kind of relationship with my parents. So I love that you have that. Another like random thing that I want to continue to do with my children is as weird as it sounds, but I want to use the same punishment methods that my parents did <laughs> on me. And it sounds cruel, but hear me out. So my parents never hit me when I was a child. They never, like, obviously they yelled at me, but they never were hurtful when they would scream at me. They used a calm tone. But the funniest part of my childhood, now that I look back at it, is the punishments my mom used to do were always so random. So when I would get in trouble, um, especially with my sister, like my sister and I are very close. So whenever we do something and get in trouble, my mom would force us to stand up on one leg and face the wall. And as children, it was the most traumatizing, scary few minutes of our life. We'd be like shaking and crying and so scared if our mom told us to stand against the wall. And now that I think about it, it's so funny. Like I would want to do that to my kids because it's not something that actually hurts them, but it's something that makes them like reflect on what they did and not want to do that again. So that's something that I definitely want to carry on with my children. But also imagine if your kids are like super competitive and they want to see oh. how long they can go. <laughs> okay, thankfully, my sister and I weren't like that. My sister was just kind of chilling. I was a competitive one. But still, I would have definitely made it a competition if she was interested. Mm. Yeah, I think me and my sister would have made it a competition. Even though there's like a 10 year gap between us. There's, yeah. But you also, Dalal, talking about punishment too. I think one of the things I love that my parents did is that they always sit us down after the punishment to explain why they're doing that. And they also explain that they're doing it out of a place of love. Uh, you know, so it's really not uncommon for like five-year-old me to be sitting with my mom and she'd tell me like, look, the reason why I'm doing this to you is because I love you and I don't want you to grow up 
to be a bad guy. And like, I remember, <laughs> I remember hearing that and realizing, you know, that's true because if my parents didn't love me that way, they wouldn't even bother correcting my mistakes or making sure that I understood what I did was wrong. And so I feel like that's an important thing as well. Uh, <clears throat> and I think that's another important thing too, you know, letting your kids realize that you're doing things not for fun. You're not having fun punishing them or scolding them, but you're doing it, but you're doing it because you love them. See, this is where I think we are different because I have a feeling that you would get in trouble for decently normal or okay things that deserve to be kind of corrected and you would talk about them. But I did really bad stuff as a kid. So I used to get in trouble <laughs> for cutting my sister's hair. I got in trouble oh, for no. cutting my sister's hair. Um, once I got in trouble for, do you know, like the huge cans of baby powder or like the huge bottles of baby powder? Mm -hmm. I dumped an entire bottle on the floor and used it to ice skate in my Cleaning room. That is not fun. Yeah. So my mom was furious with me. See, this is the kind of stupid things that I would do as a kid. And I hope my kid doesn't give me a hard time with this because I don't have the patience for that. So shout out to my mom and dad for actually dealing with this and not hitting me every time I did that because I really deserve to be hit really really <laughs> hard for all the things that oh. I did I think a nice way to end today's episode would be to give a message for our future kids who will listen to this podcast somewhere in the future <laughs> I mean I hope it still exists and it wasn't like deleted by some internet rating robots or something I don't know future is weird so I just want to tell my future kids that I hope you are happy and I hope that I am doing a good job. Please forgive me because I'm not the most patient person. And just remember that whatever I'm doing, I'm doing it out of love. And yeah, I hope you're not embarrassed of me. Well, that's actually so sweet, Dalal. What even? My message to my future kids, you guys are grounded. I don't know for what reason you're grounded. No, I'm kidding. Oh, but <laughs> yeah. Look, look. They, they probably deserved it. Let's be honest. <laughs> uh, we'll find something. No, but seriously, I want to tell future kids, look, if you're listening, first of all, Dan, you actually went through the entire episode. Good on you. Mm -hmm. Second, I'm going to copy a little bit of what the law mentioned. I hope you guys know that everything I'm doing is out of love and that you can always come to me and talk about anything. In fact, right now, come visit. Give me, give future me a hug right now. Yeah. I think it's really weird that we are saying I love you to people that we have not even met yet. <laughs> but that's, yeah, that's just part of being a parent. It's the unconditional love that you have for your child. And I know without a doubt that my child or my children actually are going to be amazing because they're 50% me. So, duh. They're going to be so awesome. James is probably rolling his eyes at me right now. Yeah, no, I think I lost them. They went so far back. Shut up. Okay. Thank you guys so much for tuning into today's episode. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at tvchinsy underscore, where we keep you guys updated. There's a lot happening, so you don't want to miss out on Instagram. And yeah, have a great week. Have a great day. Have a great year. Have a great life. 
Thank you guys for tuning in again. We love being able to have these conversations and talking to you guys. If you guys want to share your funny stories, experiences, or parenting advice, or even a message for your future kids, make sure to send it over on Instagram and we'll be sharing them on our story. Keep sipping tea with Gen Z. Bye. See you guys. Bye.